Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane. Covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest is an expert in leading community-driven educational transformation in high-need schools and districts. With more than 25 years experience in education and 15 years directly leading changes in schools, districts and statewide reforms in California, she is a single parent and has been one since her son was one and he's now 18. Welcome, Megan. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for um, spending the time with us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. No, it's great. I can't wait to dive into your journey of being mm. a single parent. So, look, um, tell us a bit about yourself and, like, um, how you how you got here to the single parentdom yeah. and what you're doing at the moment. Yeah, thanks. Um, thanks for having me. So, I am a career educator uh, who I live in the United States in California, and um, I've been in education for 27 years and I've done everything from being uh, I know. <laughs> I guess that that number two, um, everything from being a, a teacher to a school leader, to a district leader. And now I mostly provide guidance and support to districts and counties of schools, um, out here in California. Uh, I have a website that talks all about that, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, I became a single parent when my son was just shy of one year old and he's now 12. So, uh, yeah. it's been basically his whole life. Not a very fancy story for how we got there. Um, my son's father and I just didn't have a great relationship and um we're actually great co-parents but not great in the same house parents um and you know uh, i always say that when you have kids it, it it makes everything more concentrated so the good parts are are stronger and deeper and the challenging parts are stronger and deeper and depending on what that balance is um you may or may not find yourself as a single parent as well. So, and look, and these things happen. Single parent land, so. Yeah, exactly. And look, these things happen, you know, um, it's, yeah. it, and sometimes it is the case where you're better actually living in separate houses and you're awesome parents living in separate houses than you would have been living in the same house and having to deal with the idiosyncrasies of each other or whatever. Yeah, totally. I have tons of respect for my son's dad, but yeah, in the same house, not so great. Outside, it just drove house, you crazy. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, th- but that is the case sometimes, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. in a way, it's probably better for your son because then you're not in the same house wanting to murder each other, and yeah. you're great. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we're good. No, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, wow. So you've gone from everything then because being one, I mean, that must have been pretty tough with your son being one. Because I know, I mean, my son was two when I separated from his dad. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, my God, the sleepless nights and, yeah, the teething and all of the other stuff that goes with it. I mean, did you, yeah. did you have help? Uh, no, I didn't have help. My family doesn't live near me. So I was mm-hmm. on my own. I mean, I, I shared custody with my son's father when he was little. 
I had on most nights though. So speaking of all those like sleepless nights and everything, you know, for those first few years, it was, it was rough going for sure. Um, right. you said teething and I'm like teething boy. And it's like, everything's a blur. So like, right. Teething <laughs> happened, I guess. I don't remember anymore. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was really hard. I think, you know, when they're little, you just have to be so on it for everything. And so the biggest thing I remember was just the fear of getting sick. Um, and you know, I got sick from time to time, but boy, when you're sick in a single parent, there's almost nothing worse because there's no, there's nowhere to go. Um, you're it. There isn't. Yeah. And there's, a, there's nobody going to take away the responsibility. So, if, you know, you've still got to feed your child mm-hmm. and clean your child and make mm-hmm. sure they're okay. And, yep. you know, um, yeah, that was the, yeah. those were the hardest years where I just remember one time I was so sick and all I could do was like put Netflix on and thank God for yeah. Netflix. Um, I I was watching, I was like coming in and out of like my sickness stupor and, you know, these terrible kid shows were on, but like he was entertained and safe and I was well enough to be able to handle that. Um, and when I got really, really sick, I could always, um, send him to his dad's house, but I tried to always kind of honor my time as much as possible. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was, that was tough. I've, I've gotten to the stage now where my son can like be at home by himself, which is a whole new world. Yeah. It's a yeah, I haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle. So he wants to be very independent. I mean, he's six, so he wants to be very independent. But there's no way I'm leaving him in the house on his no, own. Not at no. six. <laughs> um, you know. So I can't wait for when he gets a little bit older, because then I can like, you know, go shopping. I can go yes. down the supermarket. That was exactly the first thing I did when I left my son alone was just grocery shopping. And what a gift to like not have to drag him. I mean, house. you know, like. At the end of the day, we've got click and collect. So you can order online and you can you can go and collect it from the supermarket. So you're not like in the supermarket with a child. So like it can be like a nightmare. Right. And, I, and I know I've got a couple of friends who have autistic or ADHD children. And that's how they cope with getting groceries. Being a single parent and getting groceries is to do – they order online and then they click and collect. So they – don't get it delivered because it costs money, but they go and they basically say, hey, I'm here. And then it gets delivered to their car. They load it up and off they go. So it's awesome. Yeah, that's a gift. I didn't have that. And my son went through a pretty bad tantrum phase. And I remember, Oh no. Um, yeah, I lived, I kid you not, a half a block from the grocery store. And I almost did the, the order and delivery thing. And I was like, I just, I can't if I'm a half a block away. <laughs> But like I got to that point of like just desperation around him because I just never knew when he would be when he would go. And, um, you know, certainly left some things in the grocery store while I took him out and dealt with it. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I am glad those days are, are beyond us. No, oh. <laughs> but now you're moving into like a whole different world because now he's 12. Yes. That's more. I want to, you know, finding their own way in the world and things like that. So that's a whole different stage. And I do sit there and I go, oh, my God, when does it get easier? And, like, I'm 50, my brother's 46, and my mum says, it doesn't get any easier. It just gets different because then we're worried about – because then 
being the age that we are, you're then out in the world yourselves, but you just worry about your kids because you worry that they're safe, that they're doing, you know, they're happy. That mm-hmm. So mum says, it just says, you know, it's just so much fun. It's just all those different stages. So mm-hmm. I'm like, great. Okay. Thanks for that. Why didn't you tell me before I had a child? That would be so awesome. My life could be so different. I could be flying business class if COVID wasn't around and like, you know. Right. Having jollies everywhere, but yeah, no, I, no, I look, I wouldn't be without him. Um, yeah. yeah, he's my world. So, um, and hence I'm on here as well because I'm trying to help other people who's, you know, doing it on their own and stuff. So, okay, so, yeah. wow, so eleven years really co-parenting with your son's dad. What have you found to be apart from the temper tantrums and trying to go to the stores? What have you found to be the biggest like? challenges you've had biggest hang-ups really um because like you're okay you're a you know you're a career-driven woman just Mm -hmm. like I am Mm -hmm. and um but life changes when you become a single parent well when you become a parent but even more so when you become a single parent um so yeah what what like what challenges have you had yeah, I mean, I think there's like the personal and the professional ones, the personal or all the personal and the professional, you know, have really been around how, how do I push forward in a career? I am really career minded. I, I have made choices uh, because I'm a single parent to not be able to excel in my profession as much as I would like. Um, for mm-hmm. example, um, in education, being a school principal, I don't know what the word is in Australia or England. Yeah, we had, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, okay, we do. So yeah, headmaster, yeah. maybe. They're, they're um, headmaster, headmistresses, headmaster and headmistresses in the UK, or unless they're called head persons now, I don't right, know. Person. It's going to be politically, <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Uh, I've been out of the UK for like 14 years now, but um, in Australia, they're called um, principals. Okay. Yeah. So that's for that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That role cool. is a real gatekeeper to advanced executive leadership in school districts. And I just could never be available at my school at that level. So um, I've done everything I could in and around that. I was an assistant headmaster, headmistress um, before I became, um, before I had my son. Oh, is that is that down to you saying, well, I believe the role is X, Y, and Z, and I can't be available to do all of that because of my son? Or was that down to the schools actually saying, well, no, you can't, like, you're not going to, you won't be able to do the role because you won't be available to do X, Y, and Z? Yeah, I mean, the schools haven't said no. Definitely was my decision. I mean, part of it was um, just knowing how demanding the role is and having a small child at home and being so responsible. I didn't feel like I could do my son justice um, or the role justice. I feel like what I would do is just kind of fail on all fronts. Um, I could have done it. And there are certainly people that do and I have no judgment for it. But for me, I just felt like I just didn't have the bandwidth. Um, and it's, you know, those kinds of roles I've had, there's been other ones that have passed me by. I mean, I, I don't, I work a lot, I work hard, um, but I have absolutely skipped out on things that maybe if I didn't have a child, I would have chosen to do, um, because he, especially now when he's at home, this is the prime time when I need to be available to him. And, you know, as we were saying, it just never ends. So they get bigger, but their needs are different. So I had thought maybe when my son was younger, that I could take on something, some more different responsibilities now. But actually as a adolescent, he really needs my time and attention. He's been really needing my support around homework and other things in a way that I didn't expect. So, you know, no complaints, but it's just, it's, it is what it is. So, you know, my career will have to wait another few years until he is 
um, launched and then I can refocus there and I'm doing what I can now. And I do a lot. And, um, but it's always, and I'm sure it's true for every parent. It's always that balance or that question in your head of career or child. And some people do both really well. Um, some people do one really well. And when you're a single parent, you have to figure out how to do both, um, and just kind of manage it. No choices. Um, launched and then I can refocus there and I'm doing what I can now and I do a lot and um, but it's always and I'm sure it's true for every parent it's always that balance or that question in your head of career or child and some people do both really well um, some people do one really well and when you're a single parent you have to figure out how to do both um, and just kind of manage it no yeah, choices because you yeah, you've got to bring the money in, haven't you? Yeah, at the, at the end of the day, you know, um, the father, um, although they contribute, um, you know, it's not like being uh, together as a couple in a household with both your money going into a joint bank account and you dealing mm-hmm. with that, you know, the bill. You know, there are a lot of things as a single parent that you deal with. And although we get child support and stuff like that, and in this country it really needs to be sorted out, but. Um, and I don't know what it's like in America, but like in this country, there are so many loopholes and so many ways that people can actually not pay child support. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's terrible. Here we go. This is me on my political horse. But I think it's terrible in the fact that um, it's their child. It's not that they're giving money to the mother to then frivolously like, you know, I'm not, I don't spend any of my kids child support on anything for me it's all for him so you know and and I think if we actually sat down as um if we sat down within the child support system and looked at what single mothers or fathers depending who and I have my son 100% of the time if we wrote down everything that we actually paid out for then um yeah you'd look at what you're getting in child support and what you're actually spending and go well how does that work yeah and I don't get child support. Oh, so I'm, wow. I'm on the, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually the one that pays. So, um, yeah, so it's uh, so it's rough. I actually had a, a friend of mine who's married and doesn't work once say to me, she's a you know, stay at home mom, which is a really important and big deal job. Yeah, um, oh, and like hard. I mean, so hard, but she was like, I'm not sure I could do that job. I'm not sure I could stay. No. I stayed at home for seven months and it drove me insane I needed to have a couple of days where I was not a mom which you know. oh yeah I really like I like going and, and thinking um and kind of using the different part not that sorry single of course stay-at-home moms think uh, using a different part of my brain um at work um that I did at home um but she said to me once she was like oh it must be so nice because you share custody and then when you give your your child to um, his dad, then you just free. And I guess she was imagining I was like, just, just chilling bonbons or whatever. And I was like, yeah, when my kids with his dad, I'm just working all the hours that I didn't work, um, when he was with me. So I work full time when he was with me, but then I would do extra time because I have demanding jobs just to make ends meet. Like, you know, when you're, when you're responsible for a whole household, this idea of rest isn't, isn't there the same as for someone if you're sharing an income there isn't like a safety net if I lose my job so I'm always kind of hustling and trying to keep things going and and that's I think a hard thing for folks to understand yeah I mean there's things like like my kitchen needs painting but I can't do it when my son's here because it would just be insane (laughs) so um so yeah so when I don't have him or you know then 
then I try and get jobs around the house done that mean that, you know, like drilling Mm -hmm. or changing plugs or doing what, you know, things that, you know, Mm -hmm. if you were in a couple, one of you would look after the kids while the other one, you know, um, did those -hmm. those jobs as Mm -hmm. such. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And so I I, I know what you mean. Exactly. So whenever our downtime is, our downtime is like, right, exactly doing the things that we don't dare do, like grocery shopping or whatever. I think it's not, it's not the life of leisure that I think people imagine. It's not like you go on holiday every time, you know, some Uh, ex-partner takes your child. It's definitely not that. No, 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 no. No, wow, wow. (laughs) Okay, so career-wise... You've had to sort of, and I and I agree with you. I took a step, like I was contracting, I was earning a lot of money, um, I was having a whale of a time. And um, when I became a single parent, I could, I just couldn't contract because contracting um, in Australia, and I'm I'm in IT, so IT contracting in Australia can be you're on call like twenty four seven. Um, and if you're involved in a project that's running seven days a week or whatever, there's long hours. Sometimes there's not long hours and sometimes there's really long hours and you, you just can't do that mm-hmm. and be able to maintain a contract. So it's then about doing more mm-hmm. of a permanent position um, and doing more right. of a nine to five job, which, like, which is great. And I love what I do and I love the work and I love doing these podcasts mm-hmm. as well but sometimes you don't get the buzz of the big hectic projects that are crazy and that you're working like you know 15 hours a day and you know and everyone's pulling together as a team and it's all you've got that team spirit as such but um yeah you right, just have to right, right. do that don't you make those sacrifices put everything on hold yes it's a different you just you don't need this shit that's right everything is a everything is paused a little yeah. bit or at least adjusted. So I always think, you know, doing a lot of what I would, I've dreamed to do and the rest can come. How do you, um, how do you, how did you organize your time else? though? Cause yeah. like, cause like you deal with uh, educational transformations basically um, in schools and, 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 mm-hmm. and around the, mm-hmm. around California basically. So, so how do you manage your, mm-hmm. how did mm-hmm. you manage your time regarding doing a day job um I don't know if you studied and did it, like mm-hmm. whether you were studying and doing anything in the meantime as well because um mm-hmm. the like kids when they're younger and stuff I mean well you know and then when they start school that's a whole different epiphany there but um they sort of demand your attention and you mm-hmm. can't really like as we've just witnessed because my son's just come in the room and said he was hungry <laughs> um you know it's how do you manage your time how do you manage your time now? Because he's demanding now. Yeah, he, um, you know, so I've, I've become really accustomed to waking up very early in the morning. So I wake up at 5 a.m. my time at minimum, often earlier than that. And I, I'll work for a few hours before he gets up. Um, and that gives me uh, a leg up on the day and allows me then to leave at a decent time at the end of the day. So I'll work, do whatever I can do remotely. And now everything's remotely, but before then remotely, um, and then go into the office and drop him off, go in the office and then pick him up at a decent time. He always, he always had some kind of aftercare program um, to watch him. So that's mostly how I've managed it. I had most of my advanced degrees I've got before he was born, but I have certainly been studying and gaining, um, additional certification since he's been been with me and um you know again that's what those that free time for my when my son goes to his dad it's me doing homework I wrote a book during that time and wow 
So it's all early morning or um, when my son's with his dad time, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm working um, almost. So it's just like kind of a nonstop haze of work. I feel like. Yeah, (laughs) it is, isn't it? It really, really is. Um, So, okay. So, so personally though, what do Mm -hmm. you feel have been your biggest challenges like within your personal life as such? Has it just been yeah. like getting time to spend with him or do you feel that's okay and you know he and I have a really um rich relationship I was you were saying a 12 year old and I was really fearing a 12 year old but you know this morning I was dropping off at his dad's house and I think he said I love you to me 10 times in the 10 minute car ride and then when he was getting out of the car he's like mom you're just beautiful so like we're <laughs> we very awesome. sweet I have a very sweet son um who relatively speaking is easy. And I, I think we have, we are solid. I'll, um, things come up, but like, he's pretty, pretty good. And so we enjoy each other's company and he's definitely wanting more of his own time. I think for me, it's been balancing uh, personal life. Like dating has been very difficult. Um, Cause you know, when you date somebody, especially if they're also a parent, which would be my preference, because I think parents understand the challenges that parents face. Um, not that if you don't have children, you can't do that. It's just, I think really hard to, to understand like how much kids, like they're the priority. So like, that's that. And, and parents get that. And I don't know if it's different. Like I'm a female, you're a female. So I don't know if it's different for men, but I, I find that there's like, and I haven't dated mainly because I just don't have the time, but like, mm-hmm. I find that I, if my son was wanting to do, uh, if my son was demanding something, but like he comes first, right? And I think somebody else mm-hmm. with children actually would get that. They would have to be an amazing person who didn't have children mm-hmm. to actually understand that that is the situation. Well, you know, all, all mature. I don't know. Um, who knows? I haven't met. I don't know. Um, haven't met exactly. a person that like understands my situation, and my situation can be a bit challenging at times. But um, yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. Um, how did you like? Yeah. And I hope you don't mind me asking, but when did you start dating then? After you split from? Because I mean, your son was one when you separate, or just barely one. So like. Yeah. I mean, I've dated, I've dated throughout. I've had some longer term relationships, but it's always been challenging. And I think, you know, I've learned a lot about myself along the way. Um, yeah. So my preference is also to date people who, or be with people who have kids because of what you're describing. I, I, I'm sure that there are amazing people I have tried it and I haven't encountered those, those specific people who could get that, you know, if my kid calls, my kid needs something like that's that. Um, or that I only date around my schedule with my child. Um, and I'm not really willing to adjust that um, unless it's a very rare occasion. Um, so that means you're dating other parents and other parents have their own constraints and they generally have the same values, not always, but generally, um, which means that the sliver of time that you can have with someone um, alone to develop that relationship is very, very narrow. Um and that can be really challenging. I mean, I'm, I'm with someone now and um, the relationship is new and they were over uh, yesterday spending some time with my son, but it wasn't a time for us to hang out. It was time to for them to hang out. Um, and it's often the same case when I'm at their house. So it's just a little bit of how it is. Um, 
So it's slower, uh, which may not be the worst thing in the world, but it, and then you have their kids and then their exes. And it just, you, you, all of a sudden your world and who you're dating ex- becomes ex- exponentially larger because um, you're definitely dating their ex, <laughs> whether or not you want to be. No, but yeah, that's truth. Um, they're there, they're in it. My oh, son's dad remarried. Wow. She certainly married me too. Yeah. Um, I know she didn't yeah. expect it, but there I am. Um, you know, we see each other every week, at least once, often more. So, you know, there's a joy in that because they have kids. And so I was hanging out with my son's half sisters today and they're a delight and they're so much fun to be around, but it's, you know, the, our worlds are expanded and different when, when you're. Oh yeah. Look, I, yeah. um, well, like I said to you earlier, um, I'm packing and I'm now going to head off to spend Christmas with my son's sisters. Cause he's got two sisters, two older sisters and their mom. And their mum has always, and so I'm going to stay in their house because then my son can have Christmas, open his presents with his sisters and all of this stuff. And like, yeah, me and their mum, like we, she's, she's always laughed and said, you know, when I first met you, I always thought if things didn't work out with you and, you know, her ex-husband, my ex-partner, if things didn't work out, we'd end up being good friends anyway. And that's how we are, which like, thank God, because it makes it so much easier with the kids. But, you know, it's not always that situation. So I'm blessed that we've basically just both of us have the view, the kids come first. So, you know, like, thank God, right. at least the um, the ex-wife um is like of the same view as me, you know, and we love our kids and she adores my son and I adore her girls. And like, so it's just perfect that way. The relationship with the ex-partner is maybe the worst for both of us, but anyway, um, but that's it. Look, that's okay. And they're, they're the challenges you, you know, you have to deal with, but yeah, I agree with you. It's so I'm, so I have sisters and an ex-wife to deal with for my ex-partner. But then if I then go and have a relationship with somebody, then I've got, like you say, you've then got another whole blended family to deal with as well. And that just is, um, that just makes your world a little bit bigger and a little bit more complex, doesn't it? Well, here's a funny story for you. And I totally agree with you that I think kids coming first is so important. And I've been lucky that my my son's um, father's family has has taken me in. So we occasionally do holidays together. His parents have come to like events of mine alone with without dad just because they were wanting to support me. So it's been great. But I remarried briefly after my my son's dad and I split up and um, that that relationship didn't work in some part due to, to differences around parenting. Cause again, when you're dating other parents and those parenting decisions come in and we just didn't see eye to eye on some things and, you know, it wasn't the child's fault, but it showed the wedge in our relationship that wasn't working. And anyway, so the relationship ended fine. We were still friendly, all okay. Um, I moved into like a condominium here where I live, bought a condominium a month later, his first ex-wife bought the condominium downstairs. So I now have, and my stepson lives there. So, so my stepson would live with me for a while. Um, and uh, anyway, and I knew his ex-wife because she's the mother, because of the extended family, because she's the mother of the son, was in and out of my house when we were married. 
So now we live together with her son, my stepson, um, in this condominium, and I see her all the time. So the world is small. It is. Definitely be nice to those exes, friends, because you never know when they're going to be living in in your literal complex. You have no idea. So it was very funny and very strange, small world. I know. It is. (laughs) It is. And And it is exactly like you say. I mean, like I haven't had... I've I've been very lucky. I well, I say very lucky. Um, like I haven't had to deal with anyone else parenting my son. So it is very much me and him. I do make mistakes. I'm not perfect, okay? <laughs> so but I haven't had anyone sit there and say, No, 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 he can't do that or he you know, you gotta change that or whatever. Yes. Yeah. 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 Really so that tough. must be a challenge. How do you, how do you deal with that? Because yeah. like this is your baby. Like my view is this is my son, yeah. okay? I will bring him up how I want to. Uh I'm open to like feedback and like, you know, I'm not perfect, but how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things you really need to to probe deeply. So I'd, I'd say, you know, and again, I, I I love my second ex husband, and we just didn't see eye to eye on some core things that I think we just kind of assumed we did, and we just didn't, and so they didn't like become clear until we were confronting them. So I think it's a lot of conversations, getting really clear on what the rules were. Um, I was basically did almost all the disciplines. That was kind of how we agreed upon it. Like they can be friends and, but I'm the one that does the discipline. And that seems to be what's happening at my son's dad's house as well. Stepmom does do a little bit more discipline over there. Um, and then I have to deal with that. And sometimes that's really hard. Right. So sometimes I really don't like, um, how things are going, um, or how something was said or, you know, misunderstanding. And that's just kind of the nature of it. Um, I tend to focus on, um, she's another person who loves him, who cares for him, who's trying really hard. And, um, so I try and give her a lot of grace because I also know how difficult it is to be a step parent and it's challenging. There are times where I'm like, oh gosh, that's not what I wanted, or that's not how I would have said that, or that's not, you know, and, and when things are at ever hard, then it goes back to the father and I. So he and I then circle back up again and we're the, we return as the main unit and we've always been the main unit and that's helped us because it creates some clarity. So if something really is, um, and we haven't had many, but the few times where there have been like um, issues for us all to unpack, whether it was with my ex or with his wife, it was, it would just come back to the two of us and we would sort it out and then tell our respective partners um, what's up. Um, and that seems to be working for us. Um, well, that seems a very good way of dealing with it because at the end of the day, you're your son's parents. I know you've got external uh, influences on that as well with partners and, you know, wives and other kids and things like that. But at the end of the day, if you keep that unified unit as such then that sort of um that sort of helps I suppose yeah we I meet. Know. We I'm no meetings. expert on this yeah we meet every week um at least during you know during one of the handoffs we usually spend at least a half an hour or more together and we you know if my something's coming up with my son we both drop everything and just and just hash it out so it's been working um you know it's definitely not without his challenges. But, um, like I said, we're, we're pretty great co-parents, so it works out. Okay. Um, and we all put my son first, but we acknowledge that he, he wins and that's it. So, well, yeah. And his, his needs are first. Exactly. And this is the thing, you know, I mean, the kids don't get asked to be born. 
Um, you know, yep. we actually want the children. That's why we, well, some of us, why we want to have a baby. It, you know, we want to have a baby. So we're the ones who are wanting this, not them. And then when they come along and we go, oh, hang on a minute, this has just mm-hmm. got a bit too hard. Yeah, that's not their fault. Yeah. Not very fair. Yeah, no, exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. Yeah. And, and believe you me, there are some times where I go, what can I just put you back in? Because, you know, like... It's just too hard. Oh, yeah. It's, it's being a parent yeah. is really yeah. hard. And it's quite funny because um, when I was pregnant, there were people I would go, oh, I can't wait for him to come out and meet him and all of this stuff. And people were like, oh, you know, you can't put him back when he comes out. And, you you know, it's like, oh, you might just want to enjoy your time now. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's all these All these things that you think – are going to be like this wonderful experience with having children and look and some of them are don't get me wrong some of them are but um yeah there are some that make it really hard um yeah, so there's no instruction manual right you have to kind of figure it out as you go and it can be really um you always get surprised by what the thing is you know again i thought i thought these middle school years would be the toughie and Actually, it was, you know, him around four was his hardest so far. Um, so you never know. You never know what those moments would be. And yeah, 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 no, that's fair. That's fair. Have you, um, so I, uh, well, I'm a nightmare because I'm always constantly questioning and concerned about what I'm doing. I mean, at the moment, you and I are sitting in an interview. My son is on his iPad or he sometimes he watches TV if he's home and I'm doing an interview and we're in the school holidays at the moment. Mm-hmm. So he is he's home. I don't have any family that he can go to. I have really awesome neighbours. I have awesome friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's great. But um but it's Christmas, so half of them are away traveling or half of them are at work. So, um, yeah, we just get on with it. So um, I get really uh, – I get, like, mummy guilt about, like, he's on his iPad. Like, he's been on his iPad now for, what, since half past nine. So we're talking about an hour and a half, right? And I just I, – I get guilty about that. I get guilty that I'm working. And so I'm working in the daytime. He might be off school. And, you know, he's like, mom, I want you to play with me and stuff. So I sort of do, you know, half an hour of playing with him. Then I go back to do some work. And then I have you and I say, have you experienced mummy guilt? I'm sure you have. Like, have you dealt with this morning? Uh, yeah, and uh, exactly. Like and mm-hmm. I'm sure couples go for it as well. Um, it's not just us, but. I think when you're a single parent, I, I don't know. I find that there's more pressure on us. I don't know. Do you- well, again, it's, it goes back to your point around like there's not another person when you need to do anything. I mean, I, I started using screens as the babysitter. Yeah. Um, you know, as soon, as soon as he started waking up at the same time that I was also getting ready for work, which was probably around two, because I had to take a shower. I had to get dressed. Um, you know, everything else I could possibly do when he was near me. But when I was in the shower, for sure, um, he could not be with me in the shower and I had to leave him alone. Um, and, you know, I took quick showers and that's not, I mean, so it was like that you're always just kind of a little bit worried and balancing. Um, I've had to bring my kid uh, to like present at, at meetings late at night. I mean, oh one meeting God, I had to present really? to him. Yeah, he was asleep on my shoulder and I'm standing in front of him. He was probably on two or three and he's like literally drooling down my shoulder and I'm standing there doing the presentation because 
the meeting went late and that was when my opportunity was. And by then he'd fallen asleep and, you know, all those moments happen. And I feel a lot of guilt for some of them. Um, others of them, like, you know, modeling what a really strong um, mom looks like and somebody who's working and who's like getting it together and, and taking care of business. So um, the screens I feel the most guilt about, um, they're also just ubiquitous. So it's really hard to get rid of them. Um, but you know, me working a lot, like for the most part, he reflects back on that now, how much he sees how hard I work and what I'm contributing to the world. And so certainly there are times when it's frustrating for him because I've had to travel for work as well. And, and that's hard, but, um, for the most part he gets it. And, um, you know, when he doesn't, then we have to talk about it. You know, he, he was mad at one point because I didn't pick him up from, uh, I couldn't pick him up after school. So where I live, there's, it's fairly affluent. And there are a lot of moms, um, primarily moms, some dads, um, my son's dad included who could pick up the kids right after school and take them across the street to the park and do all those kinds of things. And there was a period where he was mad at me that that wasn't me. And I was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like, you're right. It's not me. I can't afford to do that. I can't afford to be there at three o'clock or two 30 in the afternoon. That's just not, that's not my reality. So. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I must be that. one of the only people who's thankful for COVID because COVID enabled me to work for home for the last two years. Oh, yeah. And therefore I can drop my son at school at nine o'clock because I live two minutes away from school. So it means that like, and I do like you do, I get up early, I do some work, I make sure everything's sorted, then I get him ready for school, breakfast, blah, blah, blah. And then basically, we go out the door, quarter to, quarter to nine, we go out the door, we do a two, three minute walk to school, I drop him off, he goes into class, and then I'm back sitting at my desk in, you know, in my office mm -hmm. for nine o'clock. So I'm thankful that like, it's a you know, 15 minutes and I'm back at my desk. So whereas I would be doing, I would be dropping him in a normal world. I would be dropping him at before school care, like half past seven. And then I'd be driving to work, which would be, a, you know, 45 to 50 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on traffic. Mm -hmm. Just doing my work day and then leaving off, working through lunch because I needed to leave off early to be able to come back exactly. to pick him up. So I would then have an hour, hour 20, hour and a half because the journey coming home is so mm -hmm. much worse. Um, and he would be in before and after school care from like half past seven till like mm -hmm. six o'clock, maybe even mm -hmm. quarter past six, which is a hell of a yes, long day for absolutely. them. So at least with me working from home, he does go to after school care, but you know, I can pick him up at five. So, you know, when my day is supposed to finish. I can nip, pick him up at five. And then I've had meetings with the UK and various different other places. So um, they go, but at least I can get him home, give him food and then have a meeting or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. That's, yeah, that's, um, yeah, I think COVID's gotten, I think probably a lot of single parents are grateful for oh COVID. Oh my God, yeah. Um, and also not grateful. I mean, it's also been challenging. I mean, my son was at home you know, learning from home for most of the last year. And, you know, so I would be like trying to get him in class while I was in my meetings and doing all of that, which was a little bit difficult. Um, yeah, and I went through that as well. So yeah, yeah, we, we had, well, we are in the most lockdown city of the world. So um, Melbourne, yeah, it is, it's, it's been challenging. Have you seen, and, and this is just completely aside, this is not single parenting, but have you seen effects the effects of COVID and keeping your child at home and stuff, have you seen those sort of 
effects happening i mean they're happening to all kids but. yeah you know he he had they're all they're all the ones that are pretty well documented about like you know emotional like lots of kids are you know and since i'm in education there's this i'm sure it's all over the world it's definitely all of the united states the kids are you know they are acting younger they didn't do the social growth that you would expect so my son was a fifth grader when covid um lockdown happened and then he's a seventh grader now in a lot of ways he still acts like a fifth grader um, and that's hard for teachers because they're oriented to a different group of kids and they have to do the adjustments. So those things are there. Um, some of it's emotional, some of it's academic. My son, the funniest thing that happened to him was that he grew a lot during, um, <laughs> shelter in place, yeah. like a lot, yeah. um, like six inches a lot. Wow. Um, and because he wasn't exercising as much because he was home more, and even though I took him out every day and took him for a walk almost every single day, he didn't have the same normal activity as he would at school where he'd be running around seeing his friends that he didn't develop the right muscles around all of his joints. So he's actually having to have physical therapy because he grew too much and he was too, yeah, he was too non-active during that time. So we're having to rebuild his muscles um, because they were, yeah, they were flopping out all over the place. So they weren't holding the right way. Um, so it's a very bit of an odd um, and unexpected challenge of COVID is just that, yeah, his body grew too fast. But, so the, but, we're but this that. is the thing because like I definitely noticed with my son, like just the, you know, the energy levels and the running at, you know, I mean, he's not bothered. He's like, mommy, I'm happy to stay at home with you. Admittedly, he's six, not 12. But um, <laughs> they would be going out like break, they'd have break times and they'd play times or they go out and they run around and they do, you know, and walking to school and walking. Around. I mean, I'm like you. I took mm-hmm. my son out every day because if not, I would have gone absolutely mentally insane. Um, so, you know, some days it wasn't out, out as it were, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be in the background because we've got, um, you know, a fairly decent back garden. So we've got a trampoline, we've got like PlayStation sort of, um, you know, swings mm-hmm. and stuff like that there. You know, he'd go on those. We'd play cricket, we'd play tennis, we'd play soccer and stuff like that. So um, mm-hmm. just to get him moving around. But I know, like, they didn't they didn't move around as quite as they would do, which no, is quite, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, I've been kind of grateful because my son, you know, is hitting adolescence and, and I'm kind of grateful that he's a little bit younger. Um, you know, I don't, I don't mind that he, he stayed a little bit younger while he's developing. Um, it's all catching up, but it's slower. And I'm, that part I'm not mad at because, you know, often seventh graders would be, maybe he'd be a really different seventh grader if he had, you know, uh, been in school the whole time but he's still younger and you know like I had a bunch of his friends over and they decorated cookies the other day and I don't know that if I when I was 12 13 decorating cookies would have been something I've been willing to do I I was getting into a lot more mischief by then for sure so so I'm grateful that they're young still because they're still kind of like 10 year olds yeah yes which is (laughs) true which is true um, I can't even remember being 10, so that's okay. <laughs> I'm so old. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose when I was 10, I'm trying to think, that would have been halfway through my middle school. Well, 12 would have been about to go to high school. We were just out on our bikes and at the park. And, like, our parents just said, make sure you're home before dark. And that was what we did. Right. And, like, yeah, the yeah, same. there was big, like, there was quite a bit, like, about eight, of us or whatever there would be a big group and we'd all meet we'd say right we'll meet you down the park and we'd meet down the park and we'd you know sit around and chat and we'd play and you know just make d- 
dens and well, a whole load of different imaginary stuff that we would do. No computers because they weren't there when I was like 12. No. So, um, yeah, crazy. Wow. Yeah, COVID's been a hell of an experience. I hope we don't go through it anytime soon. Well, we and we now got good old Omicron coming along. So um, we're now going to get decimated, I think, in Australia. So um, yeah. New South Wales is going insanely crazy. We're okay in Victoria at the moment, but I think we're going to get hit soon because it's Christmas and everyone wants to see everyone. And, you know, so, um, mm. yeah, it'll be it. January is going to be an interesting month because January for us is our holiday period, i.e. the kids are off school for six weeks. And now suddenly Omicron's raised its head and, yeah, we're all sort of sitting here. Yeah, um, I'm supposed to be taking my son to Hawaii um, and oh, wow. in about a week or so, and I'm wondering if we'll be able to do it. So far, people are getting getting there, so I'm assuming they're going to let us do it, but uh, it's, I know, it's, it's nuts, a little dicey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. So, okay, do you, like, have – have you got – what is your top – three tips for like surviving being a single parent because if there are people listening to this who are just starting on this journey and like you've been doing it longer than I have but um (laughs) what would be your top three tips to sort of try and help people to sort of like stay sane and make sure that the kids are like staying safe as well I mean I think my top one is to be unapologetic about taking care of yourself Uh, we have to do that Um, I I have spent many years where I've sacrificed that so it's definitely me um, with a hard-fought lesson but um, you know our kids are who we are who they have and especially when we're the, the, the only one sometimes at home um, us being healthy and well and resources really important. It makes us better parents, makes us more grounded and aware. So whether that's like, you know, deciding that you're going to find a way to exercise three days a week or, um, doing a meditation, um, meditation, you can do anytime, anywhere. So that's a good one, but whatever gives you joy, find those moments to give you joy that just fill you up, um, without the kids. What do you do? What What is it that you do that, like, you know, um, is like your self-care as such? You know, it's for me, it's exercising. And because my son's older now, I finally can leave him at home and, you know, go. There's Our gyms are open with masks on. I can go to the gym and he can be at home or I can go running. Um, and those things matter to me because those help me feel grounded and, and healthy. So um, I exercise. I also meditate. I teach meditation, so I'm a big meditator. Um, oh, wow. But I can do that anywhere, anytime, so that one's a little bit easier. Um, but I, 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 I do that, and I'm, I'm learning to be really um, unapologetic about it. I always have a little bit of a twinge of guilt when I get leave him in the morning and go to the gym, but um, he doesn't miss me. He's sleeping, generally, and um, he's fine. And yeah, he's so, yeah. You go, oh, fantastic. Mum's bugging off to the gym. I can right. stay in bed right. longer. Right. Bed longer, screens. He likes just walking around. So, um, so those kinds of things, um, that'd be my first one. Um, the second one is to look for allies and friends and people who understand you and have that community. Um, I've been really lucky. Most of my friends are married, but they, they are community for us and we've been taken in. So because I'm a single parent and I don't have family around, you know, we have created our own little urban family and, you know, have lots of people that love us and take us in and show my son different models of family. Um, I think that's really helpful, um, both for me, but also for him. So he can relate to different people and see different things. And, and that's been great for us. So find your allies. Um, 
Uh, and I think the third did, did one. You yeah. find, did you find? Sorry, sorry to interrupt oh. you. Uh, did you find that it was easier when your son started school that you then he got friends at school, so then you were like they go play play dates or whatever, and then you would become friends with their, you know, with their parents and stuff. So it made it easier to share the load with those guys. Yeah, for the most part, I mean, a couple of our primary friends are absolutely friends that we met um, through my son, um, and they've known each other most of their lives, and and they've been core people. I mean, one of them is a fellow working mom. Um, she has a husband, and 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 he works too. But um, she made a point for a couple of years of feeding us at least once a week, so that you know, she said it was for the kids to get together, but she just knew how hard I was working and. So she would give us a meal once a week. So I didn't have to prepare a meal. And I also got to talk to adults and she has no idea what a lifeline that was for me um, to have other adults to talk to. And yeah, just to have one thing that wasn't on my plate, like, cause you know, when you're a single parent, everything's on your plate. So like, oh, yeah. I don't have to do dinner on Tuesdays. Oh my goodness. Like that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, so I've been really gifted with some really great people who have been incredibly generous. Um, yeah. And I think the third one is, is find that work-life balance, find your spark um, and, and maintain that. I still don't do all of, you know, I don't work all of to the extent that I would possibly if I didn't have a child, but possibly, I mean, well, definitely I have a more balanced and um, uh, well-rounded life because I have my son. So while I probably would have worked a lot more and a lot more aggressively, I probably would have had less, fewer things in my life and a much less rich life have been much more career focused. So, um, find that balance, but also just be, you know, like if you are passionate about your work, your kids are going to see that and you're expressing who you are through the passions that you pursue. Um, and so find ways to do that because that also makes us who we are. Um, and, and the kids, yeah, kids I, look, I completely agree. I, yeah, I completely agree. It's interesting because I'm always learning. I'm always like reading. I'm always learning different things. I watch educational things, although my son definitely doesn't do the education. He's like, why are we watching this, mum? This is boring. Can we watch Avengers? And I'm like, no, we're going <laughs> to watch about this puffer fish in the Pacific Ocean or wherever it was. Um, I, I agree with you. It's They are always watching. It is it is amazing what they observe and they absorb yeah, yeah. about you and what you do. So, okay. So like if people want to get in contact with you mm-hmm. um, or want to know more about you, um, how do they, how do they find you? Yeah. Well, if you're an educator, that's, I'm probably be most, most interesting to any educators that are listening. Um, I have a podcast called the awakening educator, and we interview and talk to other educators, um, about issues in education. Um, while it's primarily United States focused, it's not exclusively so, and the issues are transcend the United States. Um, let's talk about equity and student needs and, um, so that's called The Awakening Educator. That's one way. The other is to visit my website, which is drmegansweet.com. So D-R-M-E-G-A-N-S-W-E-E-T. Um, and, you know, there you'll find a ton of resources. I have an approach and a theory towards um, personal fulfillment um, that also allows you to be fulfilled at work as well. Um, so it really, it's for anybody, but I oriented through an educator's um, eye or experience. Um, so that's there. I have blogs, um, lots of free resources. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely on your website. There's loads of free resources. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just to help people yeah. um, navigate this world that we've got with kids. Right. No, it's I bananas. know. Crazy. 
It's not. Um, okay, so I've got one last question to ask you, uh, Megan, um, and I ask it to all my people. Um, mm-hmm. My people. I don't know why I called you all my people. I like one of people. I feel really my hard. people. I'm my ready. people. If you had a superpower, what mm-hmm. would it be? What would it be? Oh, that's such a good question. I'm I'm playing with two different answers. Um, I, I I would love to be able to, um, yeah, read people's minds. I think. <gasps> oh my God, would you see? Oh, I don't think I would. I don't want to know what people are thinking about me or other people or anything else that's going on in the world. I'm super obsessed oh. with myself. So I have to know <laughs> <laughs> no, I would be like, yeah. But what, uh, yeah. What about if you were out shopping and stuff? I don't want to know everyone's thoughts. I guess I want to like, I think I'm, I'm baffled by people so often. I'm so surprised by people and what they're thinking. And it's so different well, from what yeah. I'm thinking. It would be great to have like a clue. I don't want to intrude in anyone's thoughts, but I would love to be able to, yeah, get a sense of where, like, oh, really? where people are going. Because I feel like so much is like, see, not, I quite like being shown. ignorant to yeah, everyone's thoughts. I'm like, I don't really care. And I don't want to stand in the grocery store and have the person in front of me going, right, when I get home, I need to murder, blah, blah, blah. Like, I wouldn't like, oh, my God. Do you know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want any of that. I just want it. It's like selective. I want to be able to. I want to be able to have the power to choose when I go yeah, in. Yeah, because you're like, okay, so you want the power to hear all good thoughts, no bad ones. Get insights. I would like to get insights into okay. people's motivations and thinking. Yeah. So what about what's you? the other? What was the other one? Well, no. What was the other superpower that you were toying up? Like whether you. Oh, I would love to be able to like just. Uh, pop from place to place without traffic without flying i don't even want to fly i just want to be able to like i want to go to so like transport like yeah ping like yeah, have, ping. A watch, have a have watch have a watch and just double tap and you're off somewhere wherever we yeah, yeah. i, I, I have do to so set, many things if that was yeah. true <laughs> well i think that would i would want that one but i wouldn't want to restrict it to earth sure so I, I would want to be able to go. So I would I would want to be able to ping through time, ping through time. This is my word, ping through time. So I'd want to be able to go backwards and forwards through time, a bit like Back to the Future, uh, but not in a car. Because come on, people, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, that's too much baggage. Like just me and a watch would be yeah, okay. Deal with yeah, that like thing. where would you park it? Right. Um, and who knows if there's parking right. in the future? I mean, who knows? And also to be able to ping two different planets because i'd love to be but the problem is like ping yeah. but be able to because it, yeah because like Survive. if you ping up to mars and there's no atmosphere and you can't breathe then you want to be pinging back very quickly so but yeah, yeah. You're, gonna, you're gonna pass <laughs> you'll ping yeah it i sort of yeah <laughs> so it's sort of one of those like yeah to actually yeah i don't know i'd like to live to about 150 as well but not really? in this body now, not in an old wrinkly body that's fallen apart that needs walking sticks and breathing apparatus. And yeah, because I, I think to me, I wouldn't want to live forever. No, thank you very much. But like 150, I sort of think you've, you'll see a lot of, mind you, then I'll get to 150 and want to live another 150 years. But like, I just think you'd see a lot, like, from a like if you've lived a hundred years the changes that have happened in these last a hundred years are massive i mean geez so yeah 
And so then you've got the, yeah, the other 50 is just a bonus. But like 150 would be cool, I suppose. But, but knowing me, I'll get to 80 and go, okay, I've had my nut. I've had enough. I just want to go now. Um, I don't know. I'd like, who knows? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then yeah, what's I mean, the, the next journey? What's yeah. the next journey that we go on? We die. And where do we go? I mean, maybe nowhere. I'm a bit agnostic with all of that stuff. Maybe we go off to somewhere else. Who knows, you know? Um, yeah, that's a mystery. Do we go off onto a different plane? Are we in the quantum physics, quantum area of our environment and life? Um, who knows why? We've just gone down a massive, massive rabbit yeah, hole, black be, hole, no, whatever. I mean, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah. However, being a single parent is still bloody hard. I don't care what it That's is. Right. Like, I don't care what you say. <laughs> well, where would you? It's are. so funny. As you were thinking about pinging everywhere, I'm like, where would my kid be? When so back to the single yeah. parent, I was like, where would who's watching him while I'm doing that? Uh, so I guess we'd have to be able to ping, but not lose time. That's what it would be. There is that, or um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or they just have to be old and then we like they get a bit older so they can fend for themselves and there then we go. could ping around okay. or you could double tap your watch hold somebody's hand and then double tap your watch and they would ping with you oh nice I, I would know. really love to bring my son I'm not sure I'd want to ping my son to Mars though I think it would just be no like, that'd be a lot that would be a yeah. solo journey I think maybe <laughs> I'm not sure I'd like to go, I'd like to hold my watch and go, right, ping me to a place where there's alien life forms. And it just pings me all over the, like, to a place. That would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. But then I'd, I'd probably... say, I'd say friendly alien life yeah. forms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. Because I was thinking, yeah. oh, then I'd probably ping to somewhere where they were going to eat me or something. So that would yeah, be. Yeah, ping carefully. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Who knows? Maybe. We'll be pinging all over the place. Maybe Elon Musk has a, you know, stop with the space thing, people. Like, let's get this it's pinging ridiculous. going on. Yeah, you go. Let's, I like it. Let's get the pinging going on. Or let's, like, fix what we've got down here first before we start exploring. I think they've just given up on down here and they've gone, nah, let's, this let's is. Feed, yeah. Let's feed and educate the people we have, which all of those yeah. billionaires could do if they actually chose to spend their money oh, differently. No. Yeah, I and know. It's all thing. about ego. Yep. All about ego. Don't get me started on uh, the shape of those rockets. So, yes, all about yeah. ego. and all Don't even go ways. there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and all of them are men. What's going on there? I think us women, we have women, a little bit of a view. Well, look at their ex-wives. I mean, uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife has given almost all of the fortune she got from being married to him, which was considerably less when they were married. She's given all away to charity. She's given away hundreds of millions of dollars and her ex is building a rocket. So there you go. That's what I think women would do. Yeah. I think women would take care of the world. I think so. I think men need to sit down and calm down and let us just take over a little bit. But I agree. It's just big egos. That's all it is. Big egos. Hey, ho. Well, maybe us single parents, single mums and us mums now are going to be bringing our kids up slightly differently. Maybe. Who knows? I, so. I think we are. One in, one in three families are now like single parent families or whatever. So God knows. There's a lot of us. Right, yeah. It's, there are a lot of us look thank you so much for today megan thank you for spending the time with me um what time is it where you are it must be e is it evening 
yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Afternoon. Oh, of course, because it's morning here for me. So I just get confused with talking to people all over the world. Breakfast and I was like, oh, breakfast. Yeah, right? I know. I know. Yeah. Don't go there. <laughs> You're into tomorrow uh, already. So have a good yeah. rest of your day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> OK, cool. Look, thank you so much. Thanks so much for spending time with us, talking through your journey as a single parent and what you've actually done and yeah, if people want to get in contact with you, then they can go to the your websites. They can contact me um, via the podcast. And, um, yeah, look, have a fantastic evening. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I've never actually spoken about being a single parent before, and it was a real pleasure. So thank no, you. No, thank you. This is this is what we're here for, to, to tell other single parents that you and I, we've, we've been there and done it, and, look, we seem – semi-sane maybe the last conversation wasn't very sane we're still still alive we're still getting on with things our sons are okay um exactly exactly awesome look thank you it's been a real pleasure having you on um you have a good evening you too have a good day (laughs) bye hey everyone thanks for listening If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey, and Twitter. Have a wonderful week, and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself, and remember... No one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.